0: Hey there, welcome to Board Game Hot Takes, the podcast where we give our immediate reactions to the hottest board games just minutes after playing them. My name's Tim and I'm joined by Chris and Adam to give our hot takes on two games that we just finished playing, Pan Am and Space Base. Let's jump right in with Pan Am Pan Am is a mid weight route building and auction based worker placement game that adds an interesting twist in that your routes can be bought up by the game based on a random dice roll that happens at the end of each round. I'm going to start with Adam here. So first question, Adam, uh, what did you think of the production of Pan Am now tonight we played it on tabletop simulator. Um, so you can talk a little bit about the experience on TTS, but also I think you played the game in person before as well. So feel feel free to share your experience there.
1: Yeah, Tim, that's right. Um, the production Am I think is is nice. It's nothing spectacular. It's not like your Eclipse Second down of the Galaxy level. The uh, the the pieces are nice. The components are nice. The board is a I think it's a six square kind of sectional fold out kind of old school style, but it has a nice retro feel to it. The whole game. Has that very retro, like like how Chris's house is decorated, <laughs> <laughs> mid-century modern kind of look to it. So I enjoy that. I enjoy the art, but it's nice. It's uh, it's not a letdown by any means. And then on TTS, the implementation is quite nice too. It has the um, the the same components that are all there in the game for the most part, and also has the little clickers for tracking your income. So that's a nice little touch.
0: All right. Thanks, uh, Chris. What? What about you? Did you have anything to add as far as the yeah. components go, the production? Well, I
2: I have to agree and disagree with Adam there because I I agree that um, the components they're very thematic in the sense that the artwork is very much of the, the period. But I actually did find that ex- extremely exciting. That that first of all, that's a kind of art that I really enjoy, and it's uh, and and it, if you enjoy that part of it, then it really is kind of immersive and. Uh, there are some nice little touches. Some of the things that are that are really nice about the, the production are very subtle. Like, for example, the, this very odd map that it has on there. From what I've read, comes from an actual old Pan Am uh, flight route map, and it's uh, and it's very interesting how they've added a number of destinations that frankly are places I never heard of before, but they are places that were you know a big deal back in the day so for example now nobody goes to beirut to vacation but you know back when pan am was in operation they did and that makes it kind of interesting so it's like a little mini history lesson as you're as you're going through the game
1: that's a good point chris i lots of the spots in the uh the middle east karachi and like you're saying beirut they're just they have a bygone era that used to be a very popular place to travel and and now you know it's kind of interesting to see what's uh Happened in modern times, at least later times since the uh, height of Pan Am.
2: Yeah. And I'll, I'll say that the, the way to play this game is you queue up the period appropriate music, the period appropriate cocktails, and you got a little mini party right there in your game.
0: Nice. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'll just uh, I agree with you both. I mean, I, I like the, um, you know, the thematic touches the way that they the, the art and the graphic design. Uh, really makes it feel of the period of when Pan Am was operating, which is cool. Um, I have read now, I haven't played with the physical components, but I've read or heard that the, the little player boards are, are, you know, kind of flimsy. They're just like almost uh cardstock paper. So nothing particularly special there. What did you guys think of that? You, you both played with the physical version. Did that bother you at all? Or was it, uh, did it, did it feel okay?
1: Yeah, they I'd say they're your terraforming Mars um standard stock, <laughs> you know, the the player sheet that comes in the t- So flimsy and thin, but what you don't have is the amount of cubes, for instance, on a terraforming Mars player board. Yeah. You you're only just tracking your income and a few airplanes, no more than 5 airplanes on your sheet which if you bump that it's not it's nothing catastrophic.
0: Yeah, right. That makes sense. I mean, you know, hopefully at some point there's an upgraded, uh, you know, dual layer player board that we can buy on the aftermarket and, and and not bump our income. But yeah, you're right. It's not as important as something like, like Terraforming Mars. Yeah. All right. Great. Um, so uh, next question and I'll start with Chris this time. So Chris, how did this game make you feel on this play? Uh, tell, tell us about uh, <laughs> what what the game felt like. Well, unfortunately, it was
2: very disappointing because I had to run to the hospital in the middle of the game. So I actually uh, did not get to finish it out with the crew. Uh, but up until that point, I was actually feeling pretty great about it. I just It's a fun game. I mean, it's a fun game. It has a lot of interesting player interaction because it has the uh, not just um, the, the worker placement, but the worker placement where each placement is also a bid in a, in a bidding war. So... And that's really cool. So, if you really enjoy games where there's a lot of player interaction in that sense, then it then it really is terrific. And I just, you know, with our group, you know, we like to kind of slap each other around a little bit and, and talk trash, and so that that makes for a lot of fun. I think. So, I always have a good time playing this game.
0: Yeah, I um, I'll jump in here. So, the game. It's interesting it kind of evokes a couple different feelings at different points or tonight it did anyway I played this game once before uh, I had a really good time playing Playing it. Um, I got really excited the first time I played it by the unique uh, Take on worker placement with the bidding mechanism in there I think that's a really great implementation of worker placement um, But this time around I had a couple feelings that came up during the game. One was um, first of all feeling very clever the first round uh, I I happened to have some cards in my hand that set me up to take advantage of South American routes. I spent, uh, I, I basically bid high to take advantage to grab some other South American routes that were available to grab our, uh, the destination cards, rather not the routes. And, um, and I got really excited. I felt like I could really block that part of the board off and, you know, let Pan Am start buying me up since it was right next to Miami. So at first I was like, yeah, I've got a perfect plan from, from turn one. And then that pretty quickly turned into disappointment and, and you know, like anger at the roll of the dice <laughs> because, because South America didn't get bought until like round six or seven. So most of the game I was sitting there with these little one income routes that weren't doing much for me and I really invested in them heavier. But then I also later in the game got some opportunities to really feel clever. You know, the game um, I picked up, um, what are the cards called? The, the uh, directives? The directives, yeah. So I picked up a directive card that let me look at, this was in the sixth round and I got to use it to look at the next event card that was coming up and the event, the next event card in the seventh and final round, it was actually going to make the stock prices drop. So I got to take advantage of that and like hold back and not buy any any stock in the sixth round. And, and so it, it, it was a really interesting mix of getting, getting me some feelings of like frustration, but then also cleverness, and then there's also, of course, that like Chris mentioned, that the opportunity to kind of get in front of other people. And there was one round where everybody was fighting over airplanes, and everybody just needed airplanes, so the airplanes all just shot up, and it was just like, oh man, I can't even do any routes this time because I because I can't actually afford an airplane. So uh, it, the game had a lot of highs and lows uh, this time around for me. What what about you, Adam? What do you what do you feel uh, when you're playing this game?
1: Man, so first of all, to speak to Chris earlier point, I love this theme. I love the map. uh, I'm in the airline industry, so I got to fly all around the world with the Air Force. So seeing some of these points on the map and try to figure out, I I don't exactly know where all of them are, but I'm like, hmm, I think this one is here. I heard some old pilot talk about this one time. So that part of it is immersive for me. Yeah, to speak to your point about being clever, man, I have a couple times in the game, there was one point where Chris totally, you totally hosed me, man, with your, I I had this airport all lined up and I was going to grab the route right there and you just you stepped right in in front of me and took it that right out from under me as a recipient of that i didn't quite enjoy it but it was it was good to see that this game has elements of sneakiness to it and then tim yeah your your final two rounds i think i was i was leading well when chris had the bail he was leading and then i i was up for a while i thought i had it and then yeah you were you were super clever you came from i don't know how far behind to rack up, I don't know, six or seven Pan Am stock, which is the way you win the game in the last couple of rounds. Yeah, so there's, there's some definitely some luck, but plenty of opportunities to be clever and kind of combo up some things, which is a, a very nice feeling. Yeah. And one,
2: and one of the things that I like about that, and this is actually for those who have not played the game, it's played in seven rounds and each round is essentially a decade in the history of Pan Am. And things progress in a way that, that's kind of logical. So for example, you have, as time goes on, you have more technologically advanced airplanes, which give you more access to longer routes. And so there are things where, you know, like you would have in the airline industry, where you know new technologies will be coming at some point, you're able to plan ahead for that a little bit and and get yourself situated so that when when these routes become available to you, you're able to jump on them. So in that sense, another one of those ways that I like how it sort of parallels real life and Adam being a pilot can probably speak a lot more to that than I can. But to me, that strikes, you know, is the kind of thing where you'd actually think about as a
0: CEO of an airline. Uh, disappointed there's no Concords in this uh, game, but, <laughs> but I don't think Pan Am ever flew them. So it's, you know, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I was actually
2: surprised to learn from this game that Pan Am was around in 1991. So I thought it was gone way, way before that, but uh, I was actually alive in the time of Pan Am. So I feel kind of
0: cool. That's funny, Chris. I would have expected the same as well. I think uh, my biggest exposure to Pan Am is that Catch Me If You Can movie. uh, You know, the (laughs) Steven Spielberg film. And and then, like, I think Pan Am was the airline that was always used in the Indiana Jones movies as well. So, uh, yeah, I I expected it to be gone a while ago as well. All right. So uh, great. Um, Next question, guys. Uh, And uh, I'll start with this one. So the question is, did you have fun? And are you excited to play the game again? Uh, so my answer is yes. Uh, it's a fun game. I I really enjoyed my first play. I was a little worried after the first play. Like I I really loved it. I loved the mechanisms of it. But it felt like um, in the first play, uh, and that's not speaking tonight to tonight of course. But it it seemed like the, it kind of got mechanical. Like the same things were happening over and over again by the end of the game. You know, there weren't a lot of people fighting over specific destination cards. And, and the airplane seemed to be a pretty open market, pretty easy to get to. This game around, that was completely thrown out the window. I felt like that everything felt a lot tighter. I think maybe just all of us being a little bit more experienced in the game and understanding where the you know important points were. It uh, it definitely didn't feel repetitive. It felt like every turn there was different things, different intent, in, things to go after and, and a lot of stuff that was being fought after. That was fun. Um, the other thing I was worried after our first play was that there was – It was very close. I think at our first play, there was four of us and we were all within one stock of each other. So I think two of us ended up in tiebreakers and then the other two were within one stock of each other. So I thought, well, maybe it doesn't really matter too much what you do in this game. Uh, But this game um, was completely different, very swingy. It looked like, you know, the the position changed several times. If Chris hadn't dropped off, had had to drop out, of course, we would have seen things differently. But in this game, Adam and I ended up within one stock of each other. But then Steve, our fourth player, who isn't on the podcast with us tonight, he he was uh, eight points down from the next person. So it was quite a range of uh, where the where the places ended and, and definitely some decisions that really shifted the direction of the game. So I really found it fun. The second part to that question is, Am I excited to play it again? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think this, w- this would absolutely be a game I'd be happy to jump back into anytime. Um, what about you, Adam?
1: Yeah, agreed on uh, on both accounts. Did I have fun playing it? I think it was the first part of the question. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, a little bit of cutthroat nature, but not too much cutthroat. We got a better sense of how to be more efficient, which I didn't necessarily have. For me, I didn't necessarily have that sense in the first couple of plays. You make a good point tim about the tightness of the stocks and having to go to potential tiebreakers at the end and am i looking forward to playing again absolutely yep this is a no-brainer for me it's um it's relatively quick and it's uh it gives a complete you know a wide range of mechanics
0: in a uh, in a tight package yeah right on uh chris anything to add there uh, how yeah,
2: do you feel? i just want to add for the record that if chris hadn't had to drop out it would have been a bloodbath <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, <laughs> no, it's, it, one of the things that Tim said uh, kind of echoed uh, a comment that I had heard in other reviews, which is that there's some concern that maybe this gets a little bit mechanical. The same things happen over and over again. Yeah. But like Tim, I found that as we progressed into the game, in our second game, uh, this is the second time that we've played it, it felt very different, but interestingly, my takeout was a little bit different. So, for example, there was a part at the very beginning where the, uh, Tim was very clearly going after, he was trying to build his empire around South America, and there were a couple of opportunities where if someone had wanted to, they could have really jumped into the middle of his stuff in a big way and really gone after him and tried to like shut him down. But nobody did. And to me, it struck me that that was a very conscious decision on the part of the other players. So... It wasn't so much that people were driven by the, the mechanics of the game into going one way or another, but more that you were given a strategic opportunity to either try to you know, take on another player or go do their own thing elsewhere. And that's the kind of thing that I think makes for a really quality game. And so I'm, I'm absolutely looking forward to playing it again. The other thing, too, is that I think uh, Adam had mentioned it's a it's a pretty lean game it goes pretty quickly and for us i mean we've got an amazing ability to turn any game into like a 10-hour game uh and that's i'm barely exaggerating there uh but this one we can actually make it through in a relatively short amount of time in fact we got a second game in tonight which is pretty unusual for us so i i just love it i love this game
0: all right and one last question um which I, i hopefully will give everyone a really good feel for what the game um is is about and what it's like but uh, what was your favorite moment of the game? And I'm going to bring it back around to you, Adam, as the first person to answer that question. Did you have a favorite moment tonight?
1: Um, I'm going to I'm going to go with two favorite moments. I kind of touched on them earlier. One of them was Chris's play to kind of block my. I think if Chris hadn't made that play when I was going to go and put an airplane right in front of Pan Am to try and get it bought out the subsequent round or at the end of that round, so. For Chris to see that and he jumped in there and kind of like kind of slaughtered my chances of winning, not really slaughtered, but definitely hindered. I don't know. I thought that was cool that we're getting to the point where we can make a tax. And then, Tim, your final two rounds, I was just impressed, man. You got some nice combos going, you're able to look ahead, see what the stock price was going to do. And then, after I bought like three shares of Pan Am stock at nine bucks a share and then it was your turn coming up. You're like, nope, I'm just going to wait. <laughs> I knew I knew exactly what was coming. I was like, oh, man, that could be the game. And I think it ended up being the game.
0: Yeah, um, I'll jump in here. Yeah. So my favorite moment of the game was when Chris dropped out because it actually gave me a shot at winning. Um, <laughs> no, no, just kidding. Uh, no, actually, really, yeah, that, that was a uh, that was I think actually that, that was the first time in our first game. I don't think we ever saw the stock prices drop. And in this game, um, in the sixth round, the stock price dropped. And then I drew that directive card that let me look at the next card coming up. I happened to have some routes bought up and, and gained some money that turn and then saw that the next time the stock was going to drop again. So I got to totally take advantage of the falling market right at the last moment. And, um, because of my player position too, it put me right in the right spot to, to take advantage of that. So yeah, it, it definitely, it was a memorable moment for me and, and something I'll definitely remember in, in future plays. Uh, Chris, what about you? You didn't you didn't get to make it all the way through, but any favorite moments from tonight?
2: Man, I, I feel bad about that moment where I put that that uh, airport right in the middle of of Adam's thing, <laughs> which is completely unplanned. That, that was uh, it, it's just business, Adam.
1: I, I, feel, uh, like, I feel like you <laughs> do exactly I, what you're I, doing. You had some strategic advisors <laughs> in. and you're like, Yep, I know how to screw this guy over, and that's what you did
2: no truthfully i mean for this one the highlight is man as soon as we turn on the computer and that game is up there on the screen it just puts a smile on my face that that's that that's a
0: highlight for me let's switch over to space Base. space space Base space is a medium light tableau and engine building game where the cards in your tableau trigger based on a dice roll and you can also gain benefits from your opponent's dice rolls on their turns i'll start with chris this time This is your second time playing Space Base. I think Uh, the first time you and I played in person several months back. Got to play it on tabletop simulator simulator tonight. So, what did you think of the production of Space Base?
2: Well, I honestly I have mixed feelings about this game because the play mechanics I really enjoy. Uh, One of the things that I, I like most about it is because it's sort of a, almost a polar opposite of Pan Am, that it really is a game where you can almost pay no attention to what your opponents are doing and focus really on what you're doing. In that sense, it's kind of like a you know, Wingspan or another game like that where you have your own little board and you're really focused on your, your own little fiefdom. Uh, on the other hand, I'm really disappointed in the art because I, I am personally a big fan of heavy theming, which they do, but good art that really makes that come to life, and this is just so depressingly cartoony that it, it sort of takes me out of the. Uh, it takes me out of the moment. It feels snotty saying that, but it's true.
1: Yeah, I think that's totally valid. Uh,
0: what about you, Adam? Um,
1: yeah, to to counter Chris a little bit, I feel like you this game does keep you engaged on other players' turns because you have um, you get your benefits when other people roll their dice. So. You're Still paying attention to see what other people are doing and you collect a little bit of income here and there, maybe some points. So for me, I was like we were saying, it's tough to go refill the beer if you know, <laughs> when somebody else is throwing the dice because you want to see what kind of money you're gonna get. So that part did keep me engaged. The production, yeah, I'm mixed. I don't I don't mind. We were talking about it. the spaceships are kind of cool, but seeing well, I mean, I think there's seven or eight different spaceships that they repeat thirty or forty times each, just with a little bit of different colors, it gets a little I will agree with Chris on that. A little cartoony, a little I don't know, it's kind of like kind of hokey, I guess would be my mm-hmm. word. Good work yeah.
0: for it. Yeah, totally. I'll I'll jump in between both of you outside of the production comment. yeah, uh, Chris was saying that it felt like you didn't pay attention to other people's turns and Adam you you disagreed. Yeah, I mean, I think the term that is commonly used for that is multiplayer solitaire. And basically what, you know, I think what Chris is trying to express there is that when he's making a decision about what card to buy from the market, you're, you you're rarely, you rarely you really care what other people are trying to do with their board. You know you're you're almost always just buying the card that's best for your marketplace. Oh totally
1: yeah. Um, um, and so yeah. from that
0: aspect, you don't care what other people are doing on their turn, what they're buying. But you're but you're right, Adam. This is a game that does force you to stay engaged every single second because if you look away for a second, all of a sudden you might have missed getting you know one of the top row. Income uh, that, that you would have benefited from so it, it definitely keeps everybody engaged and that's cool um, Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Chris about the art. I agree with you on that I mean, I, I don't have a problem sometimes with cartoony stuff I think I'm more disappointed that there just wasn't more interesting variety and you know, it probably makes sense This is not an, a super expensive game So, you know, if you're if you're trying to create that many unique cards It could have been pretty expensive to get unique art on everything, but it definitely is not that uh, engaging and probably could have been any theme at all Put on top of it. Uh, As far as the production goes, I would like to mention two things. One, the tabletop simulator version that we played that had a um, uh, it had a scripted thing on it is fantastic. It makes it so easy. It refills the market rows for you. It flips your cards over under the board for you. Um, like so that the TTS implementation was really cool here. Um, but it is really hard on TTS because those player mats are so long. and you, when you're playing like we played four players tonight, the the boards are so far apart that it's hard to just kind of move like you can never see the whole playing area and still see what are what are on the cards, or at least I can't with the way my eyes are going these days. So um, <laughs> so so that's a little tough to play on TTS. In person, I was. I, I, what I really like about this is, um, this is a really unique production. John D. Clear, I think, is kind of doing some of the most unique stuff with engine building between his card crafting systems, where instead of, you know, a typical deck builder where you just add cards to a deck, where you're actually manipulating the cards in your deck. Well, with Space Base, he also did something really unique with with engine building, and that when you replace a card in your base, you now flip it over and you get a different benefit for it and you can kind of build up those different rows. And that's so fun. And from a production perspective, each player has these little three section boards that kind of bend together. And so they had to make it long enough. And then they also had to use thin cards to fit 12 different rows on there. Um, but he took a really interesting concept and managed to pull the production together and, and fit it all into this, this tight little package. So it's pretty interesting. I personally haven't struggled with it in the, in the real version, but I have heard, uh, some complaints, uh, my wife for one, but several other people I've complained with that they hate the fiddliness of taking the cards and flipping them down underneath your board and how like sometimes you'll, you'll try to put it underneath the board and it moves it around. And then the three, um, the three cubes that you're tracking for the income, the money, and the, the points, uh, those can really easily get jostled and bumped. So you know, this would definitely benefit from like a third uh, aftermarket overlay on the board, which I haven't bought yet personally, but I, I'm tempted to. So, yeah, those are some thoughts on production for me. Uh, we'll we'll jump through the next couple of questions really quickly here. Uh, Adam, how did this game make you feel?
1: Uh, I like the engine building aspect of it. That's kind of nice. And um, you get those benefits on other people's turns. So you're just kind of racking up points or money or income or whatever. That's that's a nice feeling. So it's a nice, quick tight little package so <laughs> it feels good
0: what About you, Chris
2: I think Adam said it all I, I like the way it, I like the way it plays I like the uh, the engine building aspect of it it's like pure engine building uh, and I especially like the fact that you your engine works for you on other people's turns as well as your own which which does as I both of you had mentioned it really keeps you engaged
0: Yeah, for me, this was a game that I had kept an eye on for a while after it came out. It just, you know, it's a little on the lighter side for the types of games that I usually want to play or look for for purchasing. Um, But it just seems like such a fun little smooth concept. So I watched it for a while. Someone finally gave it to me as a gift, I think. And, um, you know, I would say that I, I... I have enjoyed every play of it, but it's never really blown me away as much as I was expecting it to. I, I don't know what I expected out of it, but um, it doesn't really give me an exciting feeling when I'm playing it as much as I have enjoyed my place of it. And I do think uh, it's one of those games where it kind of tends to end abruptly. So you've spent a lot of time kind of building up this little engine and then all of a sudden can someone, you know, can just get, you know, 15 points on the last turn and it just ends or there's a card in there that you can just add three charges to it and then, remove them all and, and they win the game. So there's a couple elements where sometimes you can do quite a bit of work and then all of a sudden the game just ends on you. So you, you do have to watch for that and watch how the tempo is going. But other than that, I, I generally enjoy it. It's, you know, for the weight of the game, it is, it works just fine. Next question, did we have fun and are we excited to play again? Um, I'll jump in on this. This game was a fun game. It was a really tight game. The, the four of us that were playing and it really close in points and it could have been anybody's win on the last turn so that was a fun exciting moment at the end of it am i excited to play it again i'll play it anytime we've got 45 minutes to an hour to kill uh and and don't have something else to play but it's not something that gets me you know super excited uh what about you adam
1: yeah for now until we find something uh i'm sure there's other stuff out there but maybe we just don't know it yet but i'm happy to play it anytime until something better comes along
2: yeah how about you chris honestly i'm more excited about playing it on the uh on tabletop simulator, excuse me, than I was uh, with the the fiddly real world version of it. So uh, the first game that you and I played was uh, I thought it was okay. This time I think it's 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 pretty good, and I, I'd certainly play it again.
0: Cool. Yeah. I, one one thing I'll add that I didn't mention before was that it is fun how much variety there is in the cards. And, uh, it was interesting by the end of this one, how each of our tableaus were really completely different and what was happening on our turn or on on an opponent's turn. So that's, that's pretty fun aspect of it. Um, and last thing, I guess, um, what was your favorite moment of the game? Chris, wrap us up here. What was your favorite moment of the game? Oh man,
2: my favorite moment of the game was the last moment where I actually thought I might still win. (laughs) before steve started buying up all those uh all those bases and, and racking up the points all right uh adam
0: what about you
1: i took home the victory man what could be greater than that i uh <laughs> that's, that's unusual
0: <laughs> for you too it's, it's weird so oh! it's rare, <laughs>
1: that's fair it's a rare feeling for me so like once every six months i'll crawl out of my the, the basement the loser's basement and i'll stretch out see some sunlight for victory so it felt great
0: nice yeah yeah i I would say i didn't really i i probably i guess my favorite one was just that last round where we really didn't know who was gonna win it was so close and it could have been anybody's a win and it ended up being just within a few points from from each of us so so yeah i guess that was the only thing that was really memorable for me on that one all right guys well thanks for uh chatting with me tonight about those couple of games and um you know we'll catch you on the next game night uh and get, get your board game hot takes have a good night everyone take care good night